Hello and welcome to the Sips Don't Lie podcast with Jane and Jenny. In this podcast we honestly discuss life, love and how to be your most authentic self. In each of our episodes we'll pair our conversation with wine that matches the mood and topic we're talking about. So pour yourself a glass, get comfy and remember Sips Don't Lie and you're starting to feel it's right. Hi guys and welcome to episode three, Tropic Like It's Hot. I'm Jane and I'm joined by my co-host Jenny. Hi guys. And in this episode we're going to be talking about our best solo trips and some of the things we've learned from traveling and experiencing things on our own and some top tips. Great, so I've decided to pair this episode with a Beaujolais. Um, Jane, have you got, you've got one as well, haven't you? Yes, I have got a Beaujolais. Perfect. Um, so I'll tell you a little bit about Beaujolais um, before we crack on with the main content of the podcast. Um, so Beaujolais is a region in France and it's just south of Burgundy, essentially. And the primary grape variety you're going to find here is Gamay. So this is a red grape variety um, and it makes a similar style of wine to Pinot Noir and it's quite a light to medium bodied wine and it's quite um, low in tannins so it can be quite um, quite light to drink and quite easy drinking. It's also quite fruity you might get some flavours of raspberry um, sort of uh, like bramble flavours and you also might get a little bit of kind of confectionery or a Kirschy sort of flavour as well, which is quite interesting. Mm. And the way that it's made, sometimes you even might even have to smell a bit of banana, which is very cool. Um, but the reason that I wanted to pair this with Tropic Like It's Hot is because it's a, a wine that's designed to drink young. It's fruity. It's quite exciting. And they also have this thing called Beaujolais Nouveau, which is the third Thursday in November. So once the Beaujolais grapes, so once the Gamay grapes are harvested, they're fermented for just a few weeks and then they're basically sent out all over the globe so that um, on the third Thursday, on the 15th of November, everybody at midnight can sort of crack into Beaujolais um, and it's a big celebration. So Ooh. this wine travels really, really quickly across the globe. And I just thought it was a really lovely thing to pair with something when we're talking about traveling and best trips I um, thought it matched really well and it, you're going to get a lot of high acidity lots of energy from this wine as well so I think that matches this it kind of perfectly yeah definitely what does yours taste like I've definitely got a tart dryness in my Beaujolais mm, yeah so it's the it's the, it's the kind of high acidity that you're going to get um my, mine is exactly that mine's a Beaujolais Superior um from uh, just from Sainsbury's actually um it's quite simple like there's there's not too much um kind of complexity with it but it's just super easy to drink um i get a little bit of cherry a little bit of kind of red currant um i'm not picking up too much cranberry i might expect to feel a little bit more cranberry on the nose um but no it's lovely it's just a really easy drinker so yeah and i absolutely love beaujolais i think it's i think it's wonderful and great value for money as well yeah so i got mine from co-op and yeah definitely great value for, for money and I'm definitely getting dark berries, but not sweet ones. It mm. doesn't have a sweet finish. And I'm getting pepper as well. Oh, lovely. Nice mm. bit of pepper. Excellent. Very, very different. So talking about travel and solo travel, did you know that women travellers on their own outnumber men travellers at almost two to one? So I thought it was mainly guys that, you know, had the confidence to go and travel the world on their own. But wow. actually, it's women. Wow, that's amazing. I didn't, I didn't realise that at all. 
No, because you know when you've been around the world and been to different places, you know when you just see guys and they're like, oh yeah, I'm just traveling. Hmm. All ladies that do it. Wow, that's amazing. That's really yeah. cool. It's quite cool. And what do you think the average age is of a solo backpacker? Oh, like maybe mid thirties. Mm, older. Uh, early forties. Fifty-four. Wow! Which wow, that's that's amazing. I know. Interesting, right? Yeah, that's really cool. So it must be like a lot of. Um, people in their 50s deciding or maybe even later deciding to just you know go go solo traveling definitely awesome. which i think is really interesting but what about you how, how many trips have you taken on your own um so i've done well i don't think i've done a lot of solo traveling till about last year mm. i mean i've flown a lot on my own and i've met people I know that when we've been on holidays together, um, when you know back when we were allowed to travel, we oh, yeah. you know, flew separately and, and met somewhere. So I'd done that quite a few times. But last year was kind of my big year for solo travel, I guess, mm. because I was in a place where I was kind of like, I, I want to travel and working in the industry that I work in, uh, I had a lot of flexibility to take a lot of holiday. Um, so yeah, I, I kicked off last year in around March or April with a trip to Bali, um, which I did a yoga retreat for. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Um, so it was just wonderful. And it was quite an exciting thing because kind of um, packed up. I found this wonderful yoga retreat and I just, you know, I really just want to go out and just have some chill time really and just experience something different and quite relaxing and quite calming. That's not kind of going and sitting in an all-inclusive for two weeks. Something that is a bit more fulfilling really. Um, So flew out to Bali and did seven days in a yoga retreat um, in Ubud which is in the kind of the very yoga spiritual area, which is beautiful. Um, And then afterwards had a few days um, just in Bali by myself, um, traveling for a few days. And then I flew to Singapore and then did a couple of days in Singapore, um, exploring that on my own and then flew home. Um, But yeah, it was an awesome trip. Like my thing is, so I've actually, as someone who loves to travel, if you know me, you know, I'm on my 30 countries by 30 hit list I've actually not done a solo trip which is very surprising the the only time I've ever gone anywhere on my own was when I went to Dublin for the day just because the ticket was cheaper than a train to Leeds and I was like well why not that's the only thing I've ever done on my own (laughs) but like the thought of like doing that how did you were you scared like how did you feel embarking on it so I think because I mean, uh, you, you know, you know what I'm like, I'm very anxious and I, and I like to plan a lot of stuff, but I think because I had booked a yoga retreat, so I knew that I was going to go there and meet other people mm-hmm, yeah. and I knew where I was staying for the first seven days, albeit I didn't know where I was staying afterwards, um, or I just booked something in just in case. Um, I knew that I was going to be thrown into a situation where I'd, I'd meet other people. So I wasn't yeah. going to be on my own in this situation. So even if I was going on my own, I wasn't just going and, you know, doing, going, you know, I, I had other people there and I knew that I'd be eating there and, you know, it wasn't too, yeah. it wasn't too difficult. So, um, and I think I was so exhausted from work at this point and just so tired and just really needed a break and just needed to do something for myself that actually 
all of the scary thoughts were just kind of like, I'm so tired. Yeah. I just really need to do this. And because it's, you know, two weeks is a long time. And um, I had the time and, you know, when you get to your uh, kind of late 20s, early 30s, a lot of people are in different situations. So some people are getting married, some people are having children, um, some people are, you know, saving up their houses. So not everybody's in, what did you say, sorry? Some people are just drunk. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And I, I, I don't think a lot of um, my friends were in a similar situation, I, albeit they might have been a few years before or would be a few years after, but I was kind of in this niche little bubble myself and I was like, actually, I just want to go and do something for myself that's really, really caring and really mm. nice. Um, and I don't feel like, and I don't want to wait for anybody else to do it. It's that's kind of good. I'm ready to go and why shouldn't I go on my own? Um, so I just did really. And it kind of opened my eyes to being like, oh God, actually I can do anything on my own. <laughs> which yeah, is a whole new world. Yeah, which is so empowering. And um, I mean, you'll know about this whole year that I'd planned to, to do more traveling. Cause I'd kind of, I felt like I eased my toe in when I went to Bali because it was very, the first week or so was planned mm. next so wasn't so much but I did meet another lady that I then went around with for a few days um Singapore was pretty much on my own but I don't feel like I really challenged myself I stayed in a nice hotel and was kind of like I just want to do it quite nicely um because I don't mm. need to I don't need to stay in hostels um but this year was a little bit more about backpacking properly yeah um, which was just a bit of a shame that obviously 2020 lockdown, no travel uh, affected that. And I kind of wanted to step into that next level of challenge, um, but couldn't, but it is what it is. It's an interesting one. So I've got another interesting question for you. Hmm. How did the people around you react? The reason I bring that up is, so the other day I went out to meet my friend and she was running late. So I was like, all right, well, I'm not just going to stand in the street. I'm going to go into this bar and have a drink on my own. And yes. I felt, honestly, I felt so awkward because like you go in and obviously we're doing track and trace and all that now. And the lady was like, well, how many of you are there? I was like, well, it's just me. And she was like, she kind of looked at me and I was like, oh my God, I, I feel really judged. And then she obviously put me on it. She was like, well, you can go on the sharing table with like this other like group of girls. And it could have just all been in my mind, but I thought everyone was looking at me like, oh my God, what a weird person coming to a bar and drinking on your own. I really enjoyed myself. So I just wanted to drink and went on my phone and stuff. But I felt felt really awkward doing it or I don't know maybe that's something within me or I don't know if they were actually judging me but I just yeah. felt they all looked at me a bit weird like you're out for a drink on your own I know and it's and that, good for you though for doing it like that's that's amazing because I feel like a lot of people um wouldn't be able to do that and I think especially like in my early 20s um and I think I talk about like you know in my early 20s a bit of a different person and I think as you get older you get a little bit more you're, you're able to sort of own your independence but being in Dubai yeah I mean I think I, I I'm okay doing it and I always feel a little bit awkward I mean I know I've met some of my uh, like football friends the guys that all play football together and then yeah I've met them for pints when we're watching the rugby and they've been like oh meet me in this pub and I'm like okay fine and I've gone into this pub and it's just old men and I'm like oh hi <laughs> oh, 
shit yeah. <laughs> I mean luckily I'm not wearing what I used to wear when I was in my early 20s I'm wearing like my trainers and I look quite normal um but I'd be like oh god do I order a pint now or do I wait or do I just kind of get the table like yeah but yeah I think and it's probably a mixture Jane it's probably that they've kind of been a bit like oh that's odd and especially in this whole weird environment that we're in now as yeah well. that's probably a good point like people are like, why would you come to the pub on your own? You can drink at home. <laughs> <laughs> it's encouraging it's drink nice at home. to be out. Hmm? Sometimes it's just nice to be out though, isn't I it? I know, and it was like, I felt like I, I didn't say it, but I felt like I needed to justify and be like, well, I'm waiting for my friend, but I didn't. But I was like, I felt like inclined to justify why I was just going to a drink on my own. Yeah. So how was, um? so talk to me about your Dublin trip. So you said that you you went to Dublin on your own how how was that for you like how was because I think you've flown before like flown on an aircraft before but how was getting there and deciding what you were going to do and where so you were going to go yeah so it was so it was literally a day trip because literally the flight was literally I think it was 18 pounds for a return flight oh my gosh is, yeah ridiculously cheap so I was like could go and visit my friend in Leeds for the day I could go to Dublin which is cheaper which makes no sense and it was the middle of the week so I was like I'm just gonna go and do this and my friend had actually just been to Leeds and um, not Leeds Dublin and she'd given me loads of places to go to so actually I had quite a packed day so it was really nice I did things that I really wanted to do it was really really interesting things happened actually um so there's a flower flower garden botanical garden oh lovely so I love I love flowers and plants and so I was just sitting there just chilling like having some headspace and this old woman came and sat next to me and just started talking to me about her life. And I thought, oh, this is interesting. Um, so it was quite nice because people were really friendly and they were, they were just quite chatty. And then I went down to the seaside because I grew up by the sea and I absolutely love everything water. So I went to the seaside and I was like, oh, this is a really lovely trip. And there were points where I'd be like, oh, it'd be so nice to share this with someone. But then there were the points where I'm like, I'm so glad I did this on my own. So it gave me, I was in between changing jobs. So it gave me some good headspace to like yeah. decompress from one and compress into the other. So then I flew back by I think I was back I think I left at like six in the morning I was, I was back home by 11 but it was quite cool but I haven't I have a very bad fear of flying so <laughs> that was the, probably the most difficult part because normally I'm with someone who knows I'm scared and they distract me yeah um, I think one of the worst flights I had was when I went to Vietnam and I went with my cousin but she stayed out there and I flew home and it was a 14-hour flight <gasps> Um, and normally I would get drunk before the flight just because it will distract me and I'll fall asleep. <laughs> Obviously, it was like, I think it was like a flight at like four in the morning so I couldn't get drunk. And I literally, for the whole 14 hours, just watched the clock go down because I was that, like my adrenaline was that high and I was that freaked out. Um, so that's probably why it's quite good for me to travel with someone. But I definitely want to do a lot more doing things for yourself because I think I've heard a lot of people saying like, once they're married and settled and stuff, they still do trips on their own for them, which I think is quite interesting, isn't it? I and I think that's I think that's fantastic. And I think that um going away or taking some time out for yourself, and it doesn't need to be, you know, two, three weeks. It can just be like, I'm gonna take a couple of days um and just because I think it's important to do things with your friends and you know your family, um, even if you're in a relationship, but actually sometimes it's good to just go on your own and to meet new people and to stay fresh and to bring new ideas and new things into your life. And I think it's just lovely to experience something that you only, only you've experienced in a weird way. Yeah. Because um, I think it's awesome. Don't get me wrong. I love holidays with partners and um, you know, I think, I think it's amazing, 
but there is something that's quite special about going on your own and being very empowered to make your own decisions about who you chat to and who you then bond with and from my solo trip I met these wonderful women actually um that I will probably be well they're all over they live all over the world and um one of the ladies came to visit me in London which was oh so nice yeah and and I was planning to visit one of the other ladies in Australia this year but obviously that got cancelled but it's stuff like that that you wouldn't get to meet very like-minded people if you're in a couple so I think it's a it's a balance of kind of both um but sorry just to go back to your question on reactions from friends and family yeah um, so I remember going into Specsavers. Actually, it was this year when I was going on my seven-month um, trip by myself. Um, so apart from the Bali one, I was this year. I, I moved to South Africa for a couple of months to work in a vineyard, um, and then obviously got um, had to come back due to coronavirus. But I remember going into Specsavers and asking them to um, basically change my contact lens could I get contact lenses in bulk before I go yeah, of course. I, don't need to, um, <laughs> I don't need to get them sent to wherever I am in you know Thailand or wherever mm. I'm going um and the woman in the shop was just so strange about me going she was just like you're going on your own aren't you scared as if to say and I was like I'm 30 years old <laughs> like not I'm scared. thinking like it's not that scary like some people have children personally for me I think that you know pushing a child out of your you know vagina is much, is much <laughs> worse than getting on a plane by yourself that's true um, that's a good way to put it it is though isn't it it's like all oh, people have like you know you've made a lifelong commitment by having a child I'm going on holiday for you know a few months and you can come back whenever you like exactly what's you know what's the worst thing that can happen I feel like you know um there's there's a lot more sort of risk with you know other things but yeah so that that really stuck with me that this woman Mm -hmm. was so like wow you're going on your own and I was like would would they be saying that if I was uh male is it just because I'm female um that they would be worried or concerned yeah um and my friends and my friends like my friends I think were mostly like oh yeah that's cool that's fun yeah um a bit kind of like why would you go like why wouldn't you just wait to go with a friend um and my family we just thought it was the most weird thing ever (laughs) (laughs) they always do don't they yeah they're just like why would you go on your own like but now I think they've got so used to, because I did a few last year, I think now they're just like, yep, she's going on her own. She's fine. She's got it. It's, uh, yeah. When you, I can't imagine, though, as much as you'd be like, I, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'd love to go on a solo trip. If you're married with five kids, can't really imagine turning around to my husband and being like, I'm just going to go to Santorini for three weeks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But I think, I think, going for three days or something like that is really healthy. I mean, I can't, I can't say how I'd feel when I have children, but I think in my head now, I feel like that is quite healthy to have that sort of headspace. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? I think it's definitely a good reset. A good reset's always needed. And I think you have to get out of your natural environment and really shut down and it's about coming back into self isn't it and meeting yourself again and then being like right I feel revived I can go back to life because everyone gets to that place where you just feel run down and worn out and 
you don't want to spend 10 years feeling like that do you know what I mean no I think it's a good um it, it really highlights some things and I know when I was in Bali we had to do this silent day which is amazing. So I don't know if you've... You know, I would love that. Yeah, so Silent Day is amazing. So it was a day... So we went to a Balinese temple one evening and we did this ritual where you basically go stand under a water fountain and you move between the little fountains. So there's like 20 fountains or something in a row and you cleanse yourself. You go underneath the fountain and pray to the fountain at each one. Mm. So, and you go, you sit, it's basically, I can't, I'm not really explaining it very well, but you're basically in a, imagine like a swimming pool and then there's fountains in a long line and then you basically go up to each one, but you're obviously it's outside and it's stone rather than a pool. Um, and you've got lots of incense and you've been blessed by the, um, the monks and it's beautiful. So we went on this lovely really beautiful ritual and then we came back to our um our retreat our sort of hotel um with all our little chalets and stuff mm. and we stood in a circle and held hands around all these beautiful candles on the floor that were in a big star and then she kind of announced that we'd be going on our well, we already knew that we were going on our silent day um, and from that moment on it was no phones no books no music Ooh no oh, no music's quite hard yeah nothing um no books for me was quite hard because usually I just sit and read or read something but it was and, and no writing either um and you could do drawing if you wanted um that was okay and um all of our meals we would eat on our little balconies and mm. wouldn't talk to each other mm. and then we had the whole day of silence and then the next morning we got up super early and then did yoga over the sunrise and then we could talk um but it was that it sort of like that experience was just one day but that experience will probably stick with me for my entire life how um, did you feel after you had done the whole day of silence um well it, it was really quite interesting because it, it showed me that I have really bad anxiety oh. it, it was the first time that I'd really acknowledged that my inner voice uh was extremely loud and very busy mm. and it, it wasn't until you kind of switch everything off that you're like oh this isn't that normal <laughs> because it, I'm still really loud and still quite busy um, and I just slept most of the day, to be honest, because I was so shattered. Yeah, it's more the noise in, inside. Yeah. But it was it was amazing to go through that experience. And with other ladies as well, because then you could come out of it and be like, how did you find that? Yeah. Um, but I really enjoyed it, actually. I really enjoyed it. I love to do that. You've inspired me to do that. Yeah, you, of you, me. Can, you can even create that for yourself. So one weekend, you, if you have a spare day, you could be like, do you know what? I'm just going to have a silent day and it's no talking as well so you don't, can't talk to anybody um but yeah no reading no writing no no reading is like my life story I barely read books <laughs> I know you do <laughs> love an audio book though um yeah. on the topic of amazing things I've got three quick fire questions for you yeah I'll do them as well so favorite destination favorite trip and most dramatic travel at moment Oh my God. Wow. You've really put me on the spot. I haven't prepared. I'll go first if you want. Yeah. Can you go first? You go okay. first. Yeah. So my favorite destination is San Diego, California. Like, you know, when you go to a place and you're like, I could live here. Yeah. We didn't live in the, I actually couldn't live in America. 
um mm. but i could live in san diego just, just absolutely love it mm. favorite trip was when i went to belize so I, we were in mexico mm. for spring break i was this is when i was traveling south america and we'd gone to mexico from spring for spring break and my friend had flown over to meet us from wales and then we just decided to go across the border to belize for like two nights we went to this tiny tiny island and like a type of island you can walk around it in a day oh my god we were there for like nearly two weeks it was just so up my street like peaceful really basic all the locals were nice to you so that was my favorite trip and then most dramatic moment traveling hmm there's been a lot of dramatic moments well I've had so many of this <laughs> uh, maybe when I was in Peru and I was doing Machu Picchu there'd been like a massive rainstorm so we had to feel like we obviously with the tour guide he's like oh the bridges um what you call it the bridges been like basically broken from the storm collapsed or yeah yeah that's the word collapsed <laughs> um, so these guys are going to drive us this bit of the mountain so literally these just two like 15 year old peruvian boys turned up we were like okay and they were driving us around the mountain but obviously we're on like you know those tiny mountain roads so we're like 40 foot up a cliff or something oh my gosh on like and i was right in the back of this minivan so all i could see on my right hand side was just like a 40 foot drop and then like rapids We've got two 15-year-olds driving the car and just swerving and stuff and beeping trucks. And then obviously, because it had been raining so bad, loads of the road was slipping away. And they were driving around this corner and the road was just coming, basically was crumbling underneath us. So I was looking out the window where I was and there was no road under the wheel that I was sitting above. Oh I've, never, I've never had my whole life flash before my eyes. And that's, you know, when they say near-death experience, your whole life flashes before my eyes. All that flashed in front of my eyes was my mum going, can't believe you died this way. <laughs> that was it. Um, but luckily they got hold of, but you know, and like another piece of advice I got given with traveling is if you're on an aircraft and you're worried, always look at the air stewardesses and see how nervous they look. So I was like, I'll apply this in this near death situation. So I was looking at the two guys driving and looking at the tour guide. The tour guide was doing like, you know, like, like the cross when you do like forehead and your shoulders and like praying. And I was like, oh my god we're in a bad position right now but it all came around so that's probably my uh, most dramatic moment oh my gosh oh my <laughs> that is that is quite um that is quite dramatic <laughs> um so what were the questions so what were the questions best favorite, best destination best destination and favorite trip i've actually got a second favorite trip but i'll tell you about it after you've done yours okay. and the most dramatic moment so, I mean, I, I've done 34 countries, Ooh. so I've done quite a few, and I, I mean, I, mean, I, I can't, ugh. so favourite destination, I think, would probably be Vietnam, maybe, Ooh, yeah. I've, I've been to Vietnam twice, and I just love it there, I love yeah, the yeah. food, I love the temperature, I love the people, I just love how it's so chilled, and I just... I, I don't know there's something about Vietnam where I just I just love it mm. um and that that's quite similar with Asia as well like I just um yeah I really just love Vietnam a lot um and my favorite trip I probably think it would be my South Africa trip that I've yeah. had this year actually because of just the most amazing people that I met so and it was two months as well um and just how much we we did and I don't want to say the word achieved because that's not really the right word but just how many like-minded people and how kind of how much we did and lots of hiking and beach trips and, mm. wine and all the kind of stuff that I really enjoy doing 
um and south africa is amazing and just some of the like fun nights out like it was a lot of fun um and some of the trips and and kind of experiences i had on that trip were probably some of the best i've ever had in my life so you know that that's probably my best trip and cape town is just amazing anyway um yeah i feel it's beautiful yeah yeah so i'd um yeah i'd definitely recommend that and most dramatic moment so there's probably been a couple and it probably was when so a couple of years ago maybe two three years ago I uh went to meet my brother and his girlfriend Lauren um who were traveling they were doing six months away in Asia Mm -hmm. and I went to go meet them in Vietnam so I went to I was flying out on boxing day and I was flying out to meet them in Vietnam in Ho Chi Minh for New Year. Oh, nice. So that's quite, cool. Yeah. So we, and that was probably the best New Year I've ever had as well, like in Ho Chi Minh. Um, but on the way, so I suffer from a thing called cluster headaches mm-hmm. where I get them and they're the most severe headaches you can have and some of the most horrendous pain known to mankind literally um horrendous and I've been suffering from these before because I was going through a very stressful time Mm -hmm. and I got a cluster headache on the plane out oh no after we'd been delayed for six hours on the runway because it started to snow a little bit and I had had to stay overnight in Dubai because I'd missed my next flight. Mm. They then rerouted me via China. Ooh. So I was on my my second flight of my, you know, and I was all, all delayed at this point. And then I got a cluster headache in the middle of the air and I just sobbed for about four hours. Oh no, that sounds horrendous. And, and I was on my own and everyone around me was kind of like, why are you just crying? And I was like, I'm in so much pain. pain. And I can't, you know, there's nothing I can do about it. And obviously you're in the middle of the air because you literally can't get out. I had stayed overnight in Dubai as well. So I barely had any, luckily I'd taken a spare change of clothes with me. Mm. I think I was running out of paracetamol and all sorts. Oh. So awful. So I just <laughs> sobbed the entire time of that trip. So, um, and then my poor, I, pro- I got there and then just proceeded to be ill. You know, I, when you have a cluster headache, you have, um, they basically wake you up every day at like two o'clock in the morning, mm. like that. And then you get them every day for two or three hours. Um, and I got them all through the time I was in Ho Chi Minh. So I drank on New Year because I'm a little bit to drink. And then I, like two hours later, then you just get a horrendous pain. But and so I was, it, was, it wasn't too bad because it was at night. So I just would cry in my sleep. <laughs> Oh, this is horrendous. But you still said it was a very good trip, though. Yeah, I loved it. And then I got food, then I got food poisoning and all. Oh gosh! I know, but you know, but those and do you know what? Those memories really stay with you, and it was hard, difficult. But actually, you wouldn't be without them because the bad times show the good times, really. So, yeah. I have one more good trip though to tell you about. One of my absolute favorite trips of all time is uh, the trip when I met you, Jenny. Oh, yay! One of my um, top top three holidays I think I've ever been on. So for all the listeners, me and Jenny used to work at the same uh, financial institution, and we had friends in common but had never met each other for maybe years. Yeah. And our friend in common um, was getting married, so we went on a Hindu to Croatia. Honestly, it's one of the best trips I've ever been on. You know what? It actually was like actually for the most fun. Like, fun levels were 
out of the up the wall it was ridiculous wasn't it off the, off the scales yeah it was crazy but it was I just felt like because I because obviously it was like our friend the bride the beautiful bride it was all of her friends so she had a friends from school friends from uni friends from work friends from other like life occasions so I didn't really know anyone like I'd know I knew of Jenny I knew of some of the other girls but I didn't yeah. know anyone to have like, a close relationship with but honestly we all I felt we all bonded really well I felt like we all had the same personality quite weirdly yeah so none of us were like a party pooper so there was nobody that would be like it's a bit late should we go home everybody was like let's go out it's 6 a.m let's keep going out which I just thought was a yeah interesting combination of people wasn't it? We were, do you know what we were just all on the same page which is wonderful yeah. there, was no, there was everybody was there for the right reasons and we were all there to have a good time and we were all kind of actually very similar and you know what we just were like lovely girls like this is yeah. and it was wonderful it was mm. so good it um, was so good it was one of my favorite trips because you know when you like going on a hendy you get a bit of a like oh because they're not your friends they're the bride's friends so the bride yeah. has positive relations with everyone but nine times out of ten the group doesn't gel let's be honest yeah uh, but this group i don't know i felt it was just an end-to-end fun we all and, and i think yeah. we all really gelled together which was lovely um, and it was just great. I mean, I think, you know, they're, they're some of the most lovely women and also mm-hmm. just really like, amazing women as well. Yeah. Like, you know, you just go and meet these incredible ladies that also just want to have a good time and just are really down to earth. And, you know, we didn't even do very much. Like we, we didn't really, do anything. We just drank. We just drank and ate and we barely yeah. even ate to be we honest. barely ate. I think I had alcohol poisoning. Remember when I couldn't eat the meal that I'd ordered because that <laughs> ill. <sighs> I think we just had such a nice time where we just, you know, properly just, it just kind of drank and played games. And yeah. it, there was, and you know what I really liked about it? And maybe me, it's me and me a stickler for Hendy's and stuff like that, but do you know what? we didn't plan anything and it wasn't there was no kind of cringe games or no. it was just like do you know what we're just here to have a really nice time and there was a few things that were planned which was cute but overall it was like a good level of plan yeah like it wasn't overly itinerated like where it's like 9am this 10am this sure. it was just like people if you're awake start drinking if you're not sleep <laughs> <It's like that. laughs> exactly and everybody kind of was on the same page of like you know, and everything was quite cheap as well. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't too difficult for everybody to be like, oh, I don't want to spend this or I don't want to spend that. Yes. We, we'd kind of made it so it, everything was reasonable um, and it was good. And, you know, we just had a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and it was a really good mix of like single girls, engaged, married, like everyone came from every kind of position you could be in yeah. in your life. It's it so interesting. They should have made a documentary about us. <laughs> I know. I love it. It was a great trip. Well, yeah, what a good trip. Yeah, because that's how we met. So it was, yeah, yeah. It was a really good trip. I know. And then we went to and we went to Lisbon last year mm-hmm. on our first trip good. together, which was wonderful. That was a very good trip, wasn't it? Yeah, and I think I think so. What makes a good trip? So for me, um, I think it's a good balance between kind of going out, chilling out seeing something that's historical or cultural yes um, and having fun but I feel like it's a good balance of all of those things which I think we we nailed just just yeah it's got to be a balance of doing some fun stuff you got you want to learn about where because I'm quite like I like to go to destinations to learn about the place that I've gone to yeah 
so I do like stuff like that but I do just like having a drink and nice food and looking at a nice view which is a very big part of it isn't it but also I think in Lisbon we learned quite a lot around like lo the locals and the history and stuff but I think we did quite a lot to understand the place yeah I think we did I mean I think so we did we did a uh, castle we um went to a tile museum which was awesome oh yeah we did our um, wine tasting that was really good yeah we did a wine tasting yeah it was amazing and just like yeah did quite a lot of stuff and because I think when you stay in an Airbnb as well you kind of really experience a bit more of you know you can cook in a little bit or you can have nibbles and that Airbnb was amazing. It was beautiful, beautiful. And then we just went out and got, you know... Hammered all the time. We met so yeah. many stag dudes on that trip. <laughs> there was a lot of stuff. It was so weird. <laughs> but it was just two of us, so they just kept talking to us. They loved it. They loved it. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, I think you're right. It's about balance in the trip, but you need fun and you need a bit of learning and you need some local food and some traditional stuff in there as well. What other tips would you have for, for planning a trip, even a solo trip? Um, so I think, I mean, uh, I'm a massive planner and, and that's kind of a bit of my downfall as well, that I, I do like a good plan. But I think that it's good to have a skeleton <laughs> or like have done a little bit of research to kind of know what things you want to do. Because it for me, unless you've got loads of time, depends how much time you've got, right? So if you've got mm. tons of time, you can you can you can allow to get there and be like, right, what do I want to do? But if you've not got much time, you do need to kind of have an idea of the top three things you want to do, because otherwise you won't you'll end up like on a Monday being like, I want to go to this castle and it'd be closed, or I want to go to this thing and it's not open, or you need tickets or something. So it is about having an idea of things you want to do, um, but not too much of a itinerary of like times. I think times is a bit excessive. Yeah. I think it's more like do a bit of research, see if you need to book stuff. If you don't and it's quite flexible, then leave it open-ended, but have like, kind of a thing that you want to do each day maybe yeah that's good you're yeah you're better I'm very like too laid back so like, I've been on loads of trips I always go on trips with people who are super planners I think it's a very good mix of personalities so when I went traveling for instance South America I just yeah. booked the flights and everyone's like what are you going to do and I was like don't know I'll just work out when I get there but I went with a friend who was like no we're going to do this this week we're going to go to this 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 and this and I was like cool and she went along with it and by the end of the trip she turned into me so I was like well, we're in California, we need to plan X, Y, and Z. And she was like, just chill out. And I was like, have we swapped personalities? But even now I'm very much like, well, I'm going to go to Milan, see what happens when I get there. Yeah. Which is an interesting way to approach seeing the world, isn't it? But I think, I think both work really well. And for me, I would worry that I've missed something. But now, I, I, you know, I think as you get older, you're like, it's fine. It's about enjoying it. And it's not about a it's not about the checklist, right? Yeah, the, um, just the delight of not being at home. <laughs> I think yeah, I'm, it's like, I'm not in my house. I'm happy. Exactly. It's just about doing the things you want to do, and if you enjoy it. I mean, I think. I mean, interestingly, what we're talking about here is we're talking, and, and all of the trips I think we're both talking about are not kind of. Um, trips that we've gone to and we've kind of sat by a beach all, all for a few weeks mm. and stuff. and don't get me wrong I think sometimes you do need that in life um but I think the trips where I've really taken a lot from them is where I've traveled or where I've done things like city breaks that have been fun and interesting 
um don't get me wrong like I've I've had a few trips with friends that we've gone to Spain and like it's been awesome um but the best trips have been kind of a bit further afield to be honest and a bit more kind of um out of your cultural zone Um, yes but even saying that I mean I've been to India before and I don't know whether I I don't I still don't really know how I felt about that trip Uh, I'm half Indian I went to India for a month and I can tell you now I fucking hated it every (laughs) day and I would know and you know people like India is so cool I loved it and I was like I literally cried every day I hated it so much but it's really intense I think yeah and I had a different experience because I was staying with family and it was very I know it's quite like in your face but it's a different level when you're just staying in the family home so I don't get what all the 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 fuss is about but then I probably had a very different experience there yeah and I think a lot of people so my parents have uh, my mum's gone and she they went on a tour and it was very much like they had someone to show them around and they did all of the admin for them and the you know the difficulties um with India and I think if you've not experienced that it can be quite a lovely place but I definitely find a large place it's very admin a lot of process a lot of the awkwardy sort of situations you can be in are because it's just quite a difficult place to navigate. Um, yeah, I think like, I just slept on a like concrete floor for four days. So I just don't think I had a great time. <laughs> no, it's it's a it's a weird one. So is that your worst place you've been to, or your oh, worst worst place is right? Sorry, I'm going to look at my list. I know it's really bad because genuinely I am half Indian, but you couldn't pay me to go there again, honestly. <laughs> um, let me have to read in my list worst places. Um, I can tell you about mine. I can tell you you do yours and I'll reflect. Yeah. So my worst place was Morocco. So there's probably two, but Morocco, I think, would be one of my worst places I've ever been. Really? I've never been. I want to go. So it's uh, Marrakesh. Marrakesh Mm -hmm. was where I went and I hated it. And we stayed in a beautiful, like, resort, like, small resort uh sort of maybe half an hour away from this like the medina and the central place in in marrakesh and i just found it the people were just quite aggressive and it was very easy to get lost in the medina and everybody's quite pushy Mm. everywhere people smoke which i'm very sensitive to cigarette smoke so being in a restaurant where people smoking all the time is just not my idea of fun uh-huh like I mean it's fine kind of outside and stuff but when you're inside a restaurant and you're eating and everybody's smoking it's a bit it's a bit intense yeah a bit intense um and I didn't really enjoy the food and I don't know there was just something about it I mean the situation I also went who I went with and the situation was also not ideal but you're not the first person to tell me they didn't enjoy Morocco I think every person I've ever spoke to is like don't go yeah, I, I wouldn't go again. I mean, and the pro- the sad thing is, is I know that there's like the Atlas Mountains, which look amazing, that would have been awesome to go to. Um, and there's probably experiences, but the Medina and all that whole thing was just so stressful and so intense. I was like, I hate this. <laughs> I really don't enjoy it. Yeah, I get that. So I found out what my worst destination is. It's a, it's a bit of a surprising one. Okay. So it's Dubai. Not, it's Ooh. not just don't rate it like I just think it's a very nothing place like I know people no couldn't pay me to go you couldn't pay me to live or go there there's just like I very much travel to learn I want to learn about your food and your culture and your history and like if you look at Dubai and the way it is it's actually built in the last 20 years so it doesn't really have that 
historical yeah you know what I mean yeah I just don't I know people look I just don't it doesn't do anything for me Dubai yeah I I've not been and it and it does look quite flashy and quite fun but I've just not been because you know just I think friends have been and stuff and they really enjoyed it but it's I've been a few times to visit friends that live there because I love my friends but don't don't rate it's just a it's just not my personality at all Dubai it's not a bit of me yeah no no no. I I can get that no yeah let's finish with what's your next destination that you're excited to go to when coronavirus allows us oh yeah I was gonna say we need to end on a positive note yeah I mean based on the fact that I had a whole year of wonderful plans um so it's either gonna be two things so it's either gonna be uh, a wine destination because obviously mm-hmm. you like wine, and it actually could be Beaujolais um or I th- I'd love to go to the Loire Valley in France would be is kind of up there on my to-go list or you know any other wine regions to be fair would probably rate quite highly or it's gonna be a bit of Asia so the bit of okay. Asia that I do so um potentially Laos so in between Vietnam and what's yes I've not been there no I'd love to go to Laos and I was planning on going to uh do like the Gibbon experience where you can go and um stay in the treetops and and kind of sleep quite roughly but around Mm -hmm. all the gibbons and zip line through the trees um and then go down to I think it's called the 4,000 islands or something like that um where you can see the river dolphins and and some of the wildlife and that was for me was kind of that feels like a really lovely trip or Borneo as well which was also what I had Uh, my friend went to Borneo says so many good things about Borneo so it was kind of yeah like an it's either kind of wine related or just Asia backpacking for just a really good experience but again don't know when we're gonna be able to go but that's the dream what what about you where's your on my 30 countries by 30 yeah I'm on 27 countries. Also, I've added England in as a country. Does that, that counts, right? Do it. Just do it. <laughs> I was born in Wales, so England counts as a foreign country in my eyes. So I'm on yeah. 27 anyway. So yeah. really embarrassingly, I've never been to France. What? I know. <laughs> I've been 27. I've been to more than 27 countries, because so I've actually got another seven on top of that. So I've been to about 34, 35 countries, yeah. and I've never been to France. It can happen. I mean, I'd, I've been a few times, but I haven't been, I haven't, I don't feel like I've ever done France properly because there's so many different regions and so many places. And I think if I went to France, I think I'd fall in love with it. I used to be fluent in French as well. I did French A-level, so like... Oh my gosh. I know, it lost me a bit of France and I've just never been. Well, if you want to go, Jane, I think... This I, is any, like everywhere, like even, I'd love to go to Paris, but everyone says it's overrated, but even just going to like, you know, Nice or one of the wine regions... Uh, which I teach you need to go to champagne yeah I've been to champagne it's wonderful but yeah I think um I'll take you to the Loire Valley I think that'll be excellent yeah so that's my top one and then my number number two would be Bali oh. I like to do Bali in Australia because my friend lives in Australia so I'd love to like I like to go to countries when you've got a bit of a local there so they can show you the real good stuff yeah. to do so I'd love to do a Bali Australia trip but let's see what Covid says about that yeah Okay, so finally, what, so just finally one top tip for a solo trip. We'll do one each. Okay, one tip for a solo trip. Um, say yes to everything. Ooh, that's a bold tip. I like that. Mm. Um, mine is going to be embrace it and put down your phone. Oh, that's very good. Yeah. So I think just put down your phone, 
try and just chat to people and like make friends and just yeah put your phone away if you can yeah definitely cool so I think that's us in time to wrap up so thank you everyone for joining us please leave a rating review and subscribe and until next time thank you so much for listening cheers everyone bye everyone